Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's Warren Sapp Uncensored and the latest from Minneapolis in Super Bowl 52 on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everybody. Tom Jones. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, as we record this. Rick Stroud, he's in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. We're both from the Tampa Bay Times. Our producer, of course, is Steve Burstick. And Rick, crazy story involving Warren Sapp. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But how are things in my own state of Minnesota? <laughs> Man. I don't know how you did it. I got to be honest with you. You know that meme of Jack Nicholson from The Shining? Yes. That's not literally how I look, but definitely how I feel every time I walk out. And and thankfully, <laughs> the way they have it set up, I don't I don't really have to go far. I mean, it's really to the hotel, to a shuttle, to a hotel, and then walk in, which is about, I don't know, maybe I'm walking 100, 150 yards. But yeah. that's enough to freeze to death. Yeah, it is. And uh, and it's only going to get colder. That's the good news. It's only going to get colder. It's going to get colder. Yeah, I think Super Bowl Sunday, it's supposed to be the high. It's supposed to be around single digits for sure, right? Like like five degrees yes. or something crazy mm-hmm. like that, and then way below zero at night. You ask how I did it. I'll tell you how I did it. I, I moved. <laughs> I didn't do it. I ended up moving back to Florida. <laughs> The, uh, my wife, yeah, my wife was in charge of that move, but uh, it was, but it's, a, I mean, is it, is it a, uh, I mean, do, is it so cold that people aren't, aren't into the Super Bowl or can you, does it feel like the Super Bowl's there? You know what I'm saying? Like there are some cities where it, it takes a while before you really feel like the city's got Super Bowl fever. How, how's Minneapolis? Is it, you know, a lot of people are disappointed because the Vikings aren't there, but how are they feeling about, uh, about Super Bowl between the Patriots and the, and the Eagles? It's really too early to feel that, um, other than the shoppers at the Mall of America, which is pretty much where it's it's the the hub of the Super Bowl right now. I mean, that's that's where the media is. The teams are staying at hotels on either side of the mall. It's where all the press conferences are, which is as you you know, outside the airport in Bloomington. It's not in downtown Minneapolis, which right. very few people that I know of have ventured. And yes, you know, as far as like we had the the thing in St. Paul with the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, sort of opening night, and that was mostly Viking fans who just wanted to go boo a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> so it was an interesting dynamic. But um, no, to answer your question, it doesn't. And and I'm wondering if we'll get that vibe. It, it you know, from what I understand, there's going to be maybe as much as three to one Philly fan over Patriots fan. Really? Yeah, and and so it's going to be an odd sort of an odd mix maybe uh, for the Super Bowl. But but typically these things, you know, the city starts to fill up around Thursday, mm-hmm. then Friday in the weekend when the parties and the stars and celebrities come, um, you get a little more of a vibe. But uh, right now, early in the week, the teams haven't begun practicing yet. So, no, it doesn't. It, it just it does not feel like one to me. Rick, when you look at this Super Bowl matchup, this is something that happens a lot. You you get a, a team that's a pretty solid favorite like New England is here. And as soon as the championship games are over, we were all like, okay, here we go again. Another Patriots Super Bowl. And then time starts to go along, and all of a sudden momentum starts to swing the other way for whatever reason. All of a sudden you start to talk yourself out of it. You're there in Minnesota. Is there a sense from the Eagles and from those covering the Super Bowl that, hey, maybe the Eagles can pull this thing off after all? Maybe maybe New England shouldn't be this overwhelming favorite that we all think they are. Well, I mean, I'm sure the Eagles feel like they can do it, and you know they're a confident bunch. So you know the, the short answer is yes, they, it certainly could happen, but – um, you know, the, the other reason why it can happen is I don't think that the 
Patriots have ever won a Super Bowl with a, a bigger than a six-point margin of victory. I mean, if you go back and look, it's one, one, three, three, four, six, you know. Yeah. So there, it's going to be a, most likely a close game. And, you know, for that reason, I mean, if a team has the recipe, it's, it's the Eagles because they have a rotation of defensive linemen that are rested, that have been rested throughout the year, that can cause problems for Tom Brady. They have pretty good coverage, you know, and that combination is pretty good. Um, they can run the football. They're fairly balanced on offense. But, Tom, do we really think Nick Foles is going to best Tom Brady in this Can't game? imagine. Can't imagine. No. I mean, you, you did a story on Nick Foles for the Tampa Bay Times, and I, and I know, Rick, that – uh, it's it's been a great story. It's a nice Cinderella story. He's a guy who was, he once played there and looked like he was going to be the quarterback for a long time in Philly, and then basically has bounced around. And when Carson Wentz went down, what week week or their thirteenth game, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, there there was this sense of okay, season's over. There's no way he's played so well in the playoffs, though, Rick. Maybe that's what got people pausing just for a second. I mean, he's played really well in the two playoff games. He hasn't turned the ball over. Has completed like a ridiculous percentage, like nearly eighty percent of his passes. He's yeah, completed. seventy-eight. Yeah. yeah, and 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 he's thrown three touchdowns. Like I said, no, he hasn't turned the ball over. Uh, but I can't imagine if you get into a game and and. I don't know what, what Bill Belichick has dialed up, but usually he's pretty good at figuring out what you like to do and taking it away. And I, I just don't imagine that he could be able to outplay Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. It would be hard to think that if, if Brady got the ball last that he would lose that game. But, um, you know, I'll say this, Doug Peterson, you have to give him a lot of credit because, you know, when you, when you lose your quarterback, they'd already secured the number one overall seed uh, in the NFC. And, and you know, Foles struggled his, his last couple games of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where they had to make some changes during the bye week. You know, they got the first round bye, and that was important. And basically, in talking to Foles today, he said, look, we, we all got together and, and sort of agreed that, um, you know, I needed, I needed some help, and we needed to do less motion and less shifting uh, and, and allow me to sort of read the defense and know where to go with the ball. Because I was, you know, so concerned with what we were doing um, you know, that it, that it was making it difficult for me. And so not that they, they, they sort of simplified things, but they went to more of a run-pass option, which he thrived in under Chip Kelly. And Peterson had done a lot of that, you know, with Alex Smith in Kansas City. And that has been the difference. That, that we saw that, um, you know, in the NFC Championship game, it was sort of shocking how many times, uh, you know, Foles was ever to throw the ball down the field. But you give him some simple reads and get the ball out of his hand. He's able to diagnose where the open man is, and he's done a really good, really, really good job. He's he's an interesting story, man. I mean, this is a guy that nearly quit football two years ago. You know, he uh, of course he had left. He had left the Eagles, went to St. Louis, was sort of a, a backup player there, and you know took some time fly fishing with his brother-in-law, yeah. and really, really thought about not playing football. He came back, and I mean, and the story goes that he got a call from several teams, and one was Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, he trusted to to sort of reinstill that fire that he had for the game, and he recaptured that in Kansas City, and then that led to him being the backup here. But um, you also feel for Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, he you got know, to. Talk, I mean, in talking to him, can you imagine being somebody in, in your second year and we know people go their whole careers, you know. Dan Marino made it to one Super Bowl. A lot of good players never did. And here you you essentially did all the work. You know, you you secured the number one seed 
Then you blow out your knee, and now you're pretty much watching some other guy uh, take your job, and, and the banners that's hanging from the buildings uh, in Minneapolis are of Nick Foles and not you. It's right. just really bizarre. And you're from, and you're, and you're, you know, you played your college ball, what, just right next door. Yeah, you know? North I mean, this is sort of State. And this is sort of like your home stadium almost, other than right. where he plays now at the Eagles. Yeah, it's, you got to feel sick for the guy. And yet, I, you know, you look at Nick Foles. So what? So what does this mean for Nick Foles, Rick? I mean, he's he's not going to come back as Philly's backup next year, right? Well, I mean, he he's under contract for another year. So certainly, if they want him to, um, you know, that's that's what he'll do. And he says he's he's you know interested in seeing Wentz get back uh, to full health because he understands that that it's it's Carson's team. But you got to believe that you know that the Eagles it, it, win or lose a Super Bowl would recognize that this guy has a chance now. Uh, going into you know age thirty, to probably go somewhere and, and be a starting quarterback just based on how he's how he's played. So he says he's thought about the future, but he's really just trying to focus on Sunday. And I think if you win a Super Bowl over Tom Brady, that would certainly help <laughs> your chances. Yeah, you would think so. And look, one team that'll be out of the mix. We'll get back into the Super Bowl in just a minute. But we just got this word a few moments ago, Rick, that uh, according to ESPN, the Chiefs have traded Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins. So that's a, a team that we thought might be looking for a quarterback if Kirk yeah. Cousins uh, was not going to return. Uh Good fit, you think, Smith in, in Washington? Well, I mean, he's he's a guy that can run Jay Gruden's offense, you know. Uh, that's a West Coast offense where you're going to have a lot of short passing, a lot of uh, getting the ball out of your hand quick. That's sort of what Alex does. He's a smart quarterback. He's an accurate quarterback. I think it's a pretty good, pretty good fit for Washington. Um, now, you know, of course, the big question is, you know, what, what happens now? You know, what, what happens to their quarterback that – I think we'll have a ton of interest, whether it's it's the Jets or, um, you know, there's there's any number of teams that that'll they'll be in the sweepstakes for him. But this is really the first sort of domino to fall. Right. And we knew that we knew that Alex Smith was was not going to come back. They have their quarterback of the future in Kansas City. So um, I, I just think that you know I think I think it's a nice move by the Redskins who recognize um that they they had franchised him so right. many different times that it just wasn't going to happen again and I look Alex Smith he can win now whether whether he can push you over the hump or not and get you deep into the playoffs has always been the question yeah that was the problem in Kansas City because they had a lot of they've lost home games with with Alex Smith as their quarterback that mm-hmm. uh that you thought boy this is and you don't know if it's if it's how Andy much Reed. is that is Andy Reid yeah, yeah right exactly exactly but for whatever reason, and they've had some weird things happen. Like Travis Kelsey got hurt, uh, you know, and they, you know, they had a kind of a goofy call might have cost them a game against the Steelers in last year's playoffs. So some strange things have happened. But you're right; it's it'll be interesting to see if he can not only get it. I think he can get Washington into the playoffs, but can he win a playoff game? It'll be the big thing. Getting back to the Super Bowl, Rick, and this is another aspect of of what you see up there. You're in the middle of this circus, and if there's a team out there. That 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 always seems to have distractions. It it does seem to be the New England Patriots, whether it's Deflategate or whether it's Spygate, or we've seen you know Rob Gronkowski suspended at times, and the all, the whole Tom Brady mess, and and that the feud with Bob Kraft, and now all of a sudden you look around this team, Rick, and you got your offensive coordinator is about to leave as soon as the season is over. Your defensive coordinator is about to leave as soon as the season's over, and then you get this goofball story, and I know you've talked about it, but. This goofball story of Tom Brady and and he's now he's all hacked off it 
a radio station in Boston, WEI, does a weekly hit with them, and one of their one of their hosts made a comment about Brady's daughter on this new documentary about Tom Brady, and he called her. I think he called her. She was anno- She's like an annoying little piss ant because she was, I guess, complaining to her dad about something. Which, by the way, when was the last time you heard anybody called a piss ant? I know. I'd, I, and I'd say, I thought I that was old. On- like, I can remember being <laughs> called one. That's how old that phrase is. Yes. Right? It's one of those things, Rick, one of those words that, look, I, I get it. You can't say it uh, about a kid. But it's a, uh, I didn't think it was like the, it's kind of a goofy word, piss ant. It's I didn't it's think a, it was like the worst thing ever you could call somebody, you know? Yeah, it's a funny word, except that you can't use it on a five-year-old child. I mean, yeah, I think, that's, yeah. I, you know, we did radio, we've, we've been in the media, and there is this this bridge too far that you can't cross. And, um, you know, typically any children or, you know, wives or girlfriends sometimes. But um, it was a dumb thing to say. The guy's 25 years old. You know, the one thing about Brady, I'll say, is that, you know, he did come out by the time he got here and thought about it and said, look, I don't want the guy to get fired. I mean, we all make mistakes and and that wasn't his intent but compared to deflate gate or what he went through last year the emotion he showed with his mom you make a good point like this is probably aside from seth wickersham's story in sports illustrated about the palace intrigue this is probably the least drama that uh (laughs) that brady has had and you know, for that reason, even even his hand, he was asked about his hand today, and he used it. Yeah, there's an, another story. I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah, he used it as an occasion to, you know, to plug Under Armour in the in the guard that they made him. So, um, you know, it's it's really it's really been a benign sort of uh, Super Bowl for the Patriots so far. And let's face it, they know Super Bowls. They know how to handle themselves once they get here. Well, that's the point. I mean, you look around it. I mean, these are all of these stories would have been a major issue. Any one of them. For any yeah. other team in the Super Bowl, oh, they're losing their defensive coordinator. They're losing their offensive coordinator. Their quarterback's hands all torn up. Now the quarterback's mad because somebody said something about his kid. You know, these are it, uh, the coach doesn't like the owner. You know, all these things would tear up a lot of teams. And for the Patriots, it's like it's not even like a question of like, oh, they could be distracted going into the Super Bowl because they're distracted going in every Super Bowl and ended up uh, being fine. The funny thing too, Rick. By the way, just real quick about Wei. What a bunch of hypocrites. Okay, they suspend this guy, which is fine, but this is the same station that insulted Aaron Andrews like viciously. Yes. Um, Adam Jones, remember the Orioles center fielder, came out and said that he was a target mm-hmm. of racial slurs, and that station basically called him a liar and said, you know, they questioned whether he was making up these racial slurs. And everybody, you know, think that don't mess with Tom Brady, though. <laughs> Tom Brady gets mad at you. Oh, so we got to start suspending people. You know, I just thought it was kind of interesting how W.E. Well, Boston and talk radio and talk. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whatever is kind of weird to begin with because, I mean, you have, isn't that where Barstool Sports started yes, as well? Yes, exactly. Um, so they're always, you know, putting somebody on blast. And you're right. I mean, and it, it was 
funny watching the other hosts just, you know, Kurt and Callahan throw the guy under the bus. <laughs> um, and then no backing time. over him a few No, Tom, that's fine. If you don't want to talk, we no, look, we can bleed. Hey, we can bleed. Rub our noses in it. Slap us yeah, with right. the paper. Go ahead. Um, but it was it's it's much to do. And and Brady, you know, the thing about Brady is is that he's He's always looking for something anyway, in a sense. Yes, I mean, right. this is a guy in his in his time versus or Tom versus time docudrama that he's releasing in segments, which by the way, time is losing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, right no here kidding. Yeah. To Tom. Um it, it just you know, he, he pulls out the letter that he got being you know, his suspension letter from the NFL. Like, mm. you know, this is this is what he's looking at. So I don't know. I mean, you know, at some point the the run will be over. That was interesting today, you know, Belichick, and this is typical of him, but he was asked how long he wanted to coach, and he, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. I'm really not. <laughs> but, there were, you know, you, you do still wonder, like, what if one or both of them said, eh, you know, I think that's enough. <laughs> I think I want to go somewhere else or, you know, or Belichick do you think, said. Do you think it's a patch package deal that they'll both go out together, or do you think one will? No, no. I think Belichick stays longer than Brady plays. you got to believe you can coach a lot longer than you can play, right? He can coach another. He's 65, right? I, yeah. I, there's no reason why, I mean, assuming his health holds up, um, right. that he can't coach another 10 years. I would. Well, think. and ask yourself this. I mean, what else would he do? Right. I mean, this is all he knows. And he, well, He's I, not a broadcaster. He wouldn't be a broadcaster no, or anything God, like that. No. He doesn't have you know, a hobby. You I know mean, the one job I've heard that he that he might leave the Patriots for? This will sound weird to a lot of people. The Naval Academy. He might would consider going to Navy to be the football coach. I've heard this rumor before that he has such a, a, an affinity for the Navy yeah. that if he would ever have a chance to coach there, that and might be me, a way for him to close his career out. You know, that's because his dad, Steve, coached there as an assistant right. for all those years. And yeah, I mean, I I guess I mean that would seem like sort of a. A waste um, in terms of, I mean, he'd be great. He'd do great for the kids at Navy, but um, when you consider what he's capable of doing in the NFL, or but it would be kind of cool, like to see it. Like once you've coached as long as he has in the NFL, and what else is there to do at this point? He wins this Super Bowl, say Sunday, and and then wins maybe another one or two. Uh, you know what else is there? I, I could totally see like, yeah, okay, I'll go to Navy. My my legend is already secure in the NFL. I'm already going to go down as the greatest coach to ever live. No, yeah. why not go to Navy and, and cap it off the last few well, years? Well, Lombardi, Lombardi went to the Redskins, so it's mm-hmm. always possible he coaches someplace else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, before we go today, Rick, uh, you alerted me to this story. Uh, Warren Sapp, this was a bizarre story, man. Uh, I, I guess what had happened was somebody from Sports Illustrated contacted him and said, hey, wouldn't mind doing a follow-up uh, with you regarding your Players' Tribune piece in which he talked about his concerns about concussion and CTE and that sort of thing, and and Saps, and this is now according to the story. We haven't heard any additional information from Sap as of yet, but it was one of those things like, "Yeah, come on down, hang out with me in Miami for a weekend." And Rick, it, I don't know if Warren thought some of this was going to be off the record or he was totally cool with it, but it doesn't exactly paint Warren as in as great a light as maybe he hoped he would come off in this thing. Pretty weird story, I thought. Well, it wasn't like he was trying to hide anything. I mean, the weekend went about like you'd expect in your mind what a weekend with Warren Sapp would be, and that would involve strip clubs for sure, um, uh, alcohol, marijuana use in public places that I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to use marijuana, um, and you know, and, and and him talking about you know the various um, sort of domestic charges that he's had and 
Of course, we know you know you got why you got fired at the NFL Network, and just a lot of. It was a, an know, incident a, with a couple of prostitutes in Miami. Yeah, and, right, and just just a lot of uncomfortable reasoning. Uh, the world, according to Warren, I don't I don't know if he expected this to make him look any certain way, um, but the guy got unfettered access, and you know it's. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's disappointing to me. I, I not not that I you know thought that there, he was doing anything all that constructive, but um, he does have a platform when it comes to CTE, and he, and he mm-hmm. is serious. I think about working with doctors and doing some of that stuff, and he and there was a part of the article, to be fair, that was yeah. that did talk about that stuff, and you and absolutely it was sobering for a moment as you were reading, like, oh, I can't believe this happened, and he did this, he did this, and all of a sudden he yeah. hit this middle section where it's like, yeah. okay, now he's talking about concussions, and he's make it looks like he's trying to make an impact, yeah. Right, and yet, and yet, you wonder who would associate themselves if if that's sort of your um, not too ashamed lifestyle. You know what I mean? And and his mom's yeah. uh, party was the weekend, and he was inducted into the um, you know Miami Hurricanes Hall of Fame in the Georgia Tech game when when some of these extracurricular things were just just not a great picture. Not somebody you would think would be you know hireable, for example. Like I don't right. know if Warren has any illusions of. of well, no, we probably won't broadcast again, but, you know, if coaching was in his future, just exactly what he plans on doing. But I don't know. It was just very uncomfortable. And I, I, I don't know that he helped himself or that that was his intent. Um, but, you know, this guy wrote his experience, and um, it's an interesting read, but not one that if, if you're a Bucks fan that you're going to be really thrilled with. No, although I'll, t- I'll say this about it, Rick, and I think I'm on the record as not being a Warren Sapp fan. I think that's mm-hmm. – and if it's not, I'll, I'll go on the record now. I'm not a Warren Sapp fan. I don't like him. I don't, I don't think he's a nice person. I don't think he's a good guy. And I've said that before in the past. So what I'm about to say now is in no way of defense of him uh, right. because I like him in any way. Right. As far as the strip clubs, look – Strip clubs are legal. It's not like the, it's not illegal to go to a strip club. It's not the, illegal. Who, who am I to tell you what, what, how to spend your money or how to spend your time? He's retired. Agreed. He can do what he wants. He's a grown man. I, I don't go. I don't go to him. But if you want to go to him, hey, that's your business. And this one yeah. particular one was owned by Edger and James, according to the right. story. Yeah. And then, um, and then, as far as the smoke and marijuana, again, it's not something I do. Right. Um, but it's illegal in a lot of states, even and recreationally. And you know what? Like, look, attitudes are changing. Yeah, look, I, I again, it's not for me. Um, as long as you're not driving around drunk, yeah, I, I don't have a big issue with the marijuana use either. And like, like I said, hey, I'd rather a guy who's in Warren Sapp's position if if he's if he's dealing with post concussion stuff, if he's dealing with pain management, CTE, and talk pain about management, his hip. he's got talk he's about got his a bad hip, yeah. chronic hip, yeah. Hey, I'd rather the, I'd rather guys smoke. And I've said this before. I'm all for NFL stops stop testing for marijuana. As yeah. long as it means these guys aren't popping oxycontins and, and Vicodins, you know, by the yeah, handful. the opiate like, crisis is much right, more like dangerous they're eating jelly beans or so. Yeah, so so having said that, like that part of it, although it, it's again, it's uncomfortable to see that. And again, yeah. I'm I'm not. A, I think Warren Sapp's a bully. I don't think he's a nice guy. But I I kind of like that wasn't a big deal to me. His attitude towards women, though, is a yeah. concern, and sort of his this violence towards women. And that was the disturbing part to me. If you go back and read some of the comments he made yeah. about, you know, sort of almost justifying 
some of the the violence against women that he's been accused of in the past. That to me was the most disturbing part of it. And and a part, but you're right overall, Rick. I think there are going to be a lot of people who even look at at the strip clubs and the the marijuana use and say, "Well, I don't want that." And guy I, yeah, associated and I, I mean, my... you make you make great points on that. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to preach my morality right, or anybody right, right. else's on this because, quite frankly, I I have attitudes that are probably far more liberal than than the mainstream on some of these things. What I'm saying about it overall is I'm not sure what his intent was. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like when you invite a national uh, magazine to profile you for whatever, you know, maybe you think it's because of the CTE or whatever the stated reason was. And then you give somebody unfettered access to your life. And I'm not – look, Warren doesn't go around apologizing for the way he, he the way he, he chooses to live. I mean, he made millions of dollars as a, as a pro football player. He's the first ballot Hall of Fame player. Um, he seems to get plenty of work, uh, when he wants it. Um, and you know, so be it. If he wants to live his life that way, that's, that's certainly his prerogative, but, uh, you're right. The domestic, you know, him explaining some of the, some of the charges that were against him and some were dismissed. And, um, I recognize, you know, we're all entitled to uh, justice and, and all those things, but I, I just don't know that, for, and maybe he doesn't care about image. I mean, maybe that's the refreshing thing about, Warren Sapp is that he's always Warren Sapp. You know, I've known people that uh, do things and that you would be shocked to find out who they were, you know, right, and right. They're, basi- they're basically hypocrites. That will never be the case with Warren Sapp. But, <laughs> yeah, that, um, I mean, that's one good point you make there, Rick, and that, uh, you know, he's a guy that, hey, this is his life, and he's not going to hide it from anybody. So I almost have more respect for that than, yeah, hey, I hung out with ways. Warren Sapp and we hung out at church all day because that's not Well, true. you convinced me then. You guys got to go read it, and you'll love the story about Warren <laughs> Sapp and what he does on a weekend. No, but you're right, Rick. I mean, if he has any, would, if he had any plans of ever coaching with with somebody, I, I would. if I was an owner of an NFL if team I was, if I was or advised, an athletic director or university right. president, I, right. that's not a good look. What he, yeah, you know, if I'm advising him, it's, you know, this is not going to, in the long run, help you at all. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's probably not going to help you with what, like, if you're serious about doing work in the CT, like, doctors will be leery of you. You know, well, uh, and, that, uh, and it was a, it was an interesting part in the article where the writer called up the guy who's he's working with on the CT yeah. and stuff and said, "Hey, how do you feel about this? Because I'm, you know, I was getting lap dances with this guy a little while ago, right? And the guy said, and the, dog, me, and the people are like, uh, let me get back to you on that.' He wrote a statement. He didn't <laughs> yeah. even want to say it. Yeah, right, right. So, so it was interesting, but interesting, anyway. guy, interesting guy though, Warren Sapp. And I know you know him he well, is. Rick. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what his reaction is to this. I wonder if he'll say like, "Boy, I kind of got burned by this guy," or if he'll be uh, okay I mean, my, with what. what well, I mean, as long as as long as the guy didn't embellish anything, I think he'll be fine. He he invited him, but. You know, he, he will demand that he's accurate in some of the things that he writes. But like I said, I, I just I, I found it an interesting read. And, you know, I know there are people that, that love Warren Sapp in Tampa Bay for what he did as a football player. Some don't like him maybe personally, but he's around. He's accountable in terms of like, you, you know, he's not hiding from anybody. And, and yeah. we saw him. We saw him in the press box, and he's not afraid to go up to a writer and tell him what he thinks, too, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Which I always kind of I always kind of appreciated, you know. Yeah. Well, you've spent. Right. I remember you did a story a couple of years ago with him, where you basically hung out with him, oh, had yeah. breakfast with him, and stuff. And he's just a. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny, Rick, because here's the thing about Warren Sapp, and I and I say that I don't like him, and I don't know him that I don't know him at all, really. I just I just observe him, and uh, he can be so charismatic. You look at him and say, "Man, this guy, Rick, if if he was, if he could be a nice guy all the time, he would be. He'd be replacing Gruden on Monday Night Football." 
Because look, yeah. he knows the game. He's smart. He's funny. He sure does. Yeah, again, he's he's one of those guys. He starts telling a story, and you can't. And I'm somebody who doesn't like him because I don't think he's right. a nice guy. And even I can't lean in sometime to listen because he's he's very engaging. He's very charismatic. Uh, uh, yeah. And yet, it's it's a shame that he that he's that he has this other side of him. Like th- th- there was a part in that article too, where sort of a friend of a friend said, "Hey, Warren, can you can you pose for a selfie or whatever." And Sap blew him off. And guys, well, that guy didn't say please. And, uh, you know, and just, he just all of a sudden, and you've seen him turn on waiters and waitresses and, and, and diners. Yeah, he can, know, and, yeah, he can be, he can be, he can definitely be a bully at times. And, and he has his own sort of, you know, internal code of ethics. And <laughs> you do, you do sort of walk on eggshells around him at times. I like him overall. I, I mean, I thought he was, for what we did, he was gold. He was a, a Hall of Fame player at an era where the best era of Bucks football ever, and you know he absolutely ran the locker room, and it was, you know, and he would sit there and he was available every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that that part I respect because you know there are guys that will go a whole season and you'll never see him during the media, uh, the media time. So right, uh, like I said, interesting. I, I think a lot of people have opinions. This one is raw. Uh, this story is exactly how he is, who he is, and I just think that, um, I like I said, if I was advising him, I don't think he did himself any favors. But you know, guys do want to stay in the news, and uh, he's certainly in the news. Tell you what, if uh, Bravo decides to do a reality show, <laughs> I'm watching, oh man. <laughs> or forget Bravo, HBO, Showtime, somebody like that. Right. I would definitely watch. Uh, hey, good news for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Hedman back already, back in the lineup on. Tuesday night, he was supposed to be out three to six weeks. I How did that been, happen? I don't know. might have been like three weeks right on the money. But I'm telling you what, Rick, when he injured that knee, the night that it happened, I was watching mm. it, and I thought, this is worse. This looks way worse than when Stamkos tore his knee up. And I was convinced that night he's uh, he's done for the year. And here mm. he is three weeks later. So uh, good news for the Tampa Bay Lightning because they try to uh, start the second half on, on the right note here with this uh, four-game road trip. We'll be talking more about that as time goes along. But uh, we'll head back up to Minnesota tomorrow. Rick will be there at uh, at Super Bowl 52 as the teams really start getting down to business. And uh, and Rick will be up there all week. Hopefully he won't freeze like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to our producer, Steve Verstick. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And you can check us out on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast at NFL Strad at Tom W. Jones. We'll talk to you next time. From Tampa, from St. Pete, from Minneapolis, right here on the Rick and Tom Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 